With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. 
It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel channel. I'm sick of it. Sick of. What? You go through a day and you go, oh, today's been a good day. Oh, I'll just go to work. Oh, nice day at work. That's nice. I've come home. I've got a nice little bottle of Diverso, Benavinantano, white wine. Right? I'm going to sit down. I'm going to read my trail magazine and, and have some of that. Then you get a call from your mortgage advisor saying, oh, your mortgage application's not been successful. Why? Oh, I don't know. It's an internal thing. They won't tell me. Well, that's fucking stupid, right? So I, I want to say... Look, your name who it is, right? But look, I you, right? I bailed you out in 2008. You came to me, you went, oh, i got no money left, America. I, I saved you, right? Bailed you out. I own most of you, right? I need a tiny sliver of money compared to what you have, right? I, I need a little bit, right, just so I can live in a house with a garage with an outside tap, right? <laughs> Give me your, your fucking money, right? <laughs> Uh, so this look, is- I've just been on the phone to the dude uh, bless him he's he's just gone he just went through someone else and it went through fine and it's, it's all alright but I'm livid <laughs> I'm livid as a taxpayer I'm going to go burn that place down tomorrow I'm going to find the closest branch of that bank and I'm going to put a dog shit in a bag burn it spit on the front door and then punch whoever comes out first I don't care how old they are <laughs> so you're going to punch it like a customer at a bank not, not mm-hmm. like an employee if there's, if there's anyone queuing up there I'm going to go through all of them like Stone Cold did when he came back to save WWF against WCW I'm going to go through all of them was you this angry where, about the kids that are starving currently I don't care about them what, what do you want me to do about that the bank, they got all the money. Get them to do it. I got, I got nothing. And if it was, if it wasn't for this other bank, I wouldn't even have anything of their money. I got nothing to give them. Come over here. I got one spare room. Come and stay in it. I'll give you some like, rice krispies, whatever you want. <laughs> we've got, um, we've got Ricky on the line. How you doing, mate? What's happening? You're right. I'm really good, and uh, we've got <laughs> we've got Alex, who's um, just had a, a meeting with his mortgage advisor, <laughs> and he's not happy. Are you, are you Al? I never thought I'd get to this point, like right, being a grown up and having to talk to mortgage advisors and life insurance and all that. It's fucking shit. So I've just had I've had some drugs and I got some wine. Alex, is there uh, is there any chance? Is there any chance they looked at your sort of spending history and and looked at all the OnlyFans accounts that you have? Does say OnlyFans. That was that's it's a true story, right? Sent, I had to send my bank account their statements, obviously, to um, <laughs> to the mortgage advisor, and I was just going through it, and I was like, and it said OnlyFans, and I was like, what? Oh, at least put OF dot com. it all. Just put OF. No one knows what that is. <laughs> actually, do say OnlyFans dot com. Just properly on there. What what OnlyFans do you want to do now? Well, I, I don't really want to divulge that. It's some specialist stuff that is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> can we um, can we talk about Burnley? That's Gosh, it is a bit Gosh. Uh, can we talk about uh, Burnley? The fact that Spurs have played uh, an away game that all of us absolutely hate. No one looks at Burnley away and thinks, "Yeah, that would be good." No one does. No one does. N- no. And the game played out in the same way that we expected it to play out. In that they choked the life out of the game and Spurs didn't do a great deal to 
force Burnley into playing any other way than we expected him to play. But we got the win. Ricky, what was your feeling on full-time when we just beat Burnley 1-0? Uh, joyous because of the three points. Relief that we got the three points. I mean, what was that, what was that feeling um, like when, when Son scored that goal? It's unbelievable, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, and because it was coming, it was like, it's coming up to that point where it's still nil-nil. Yeah, and yeah. like you were saying... Um, it wasn't like I was watching us and it was chance after chance after chance. And, and I was thinking, oh, we're going to put one of these in in a minute. It was a very tight game. Um, and there was very few and far between chances for, for both sides, really. Um, and it wasn't a, a complete like a whitewash of, of Spurs going up and dominating them and us being unlucky and stuff. So when that went in... Um, obviously, I, I I went mad. I think what, what was it, seventy three minutes or some, something like that. Anyway, so you know you're in touching distance of coming up to the ninety. So I was kind of like, I was I was a little bit nervous. Um, and then once we scored, it looked like straight from the off then that um, it was going to be just protect the lead at all costs. Don't don't go gung ho and try and get the second goal. Um. And, and that, you know, I was having heart palpitations I didn't, a lot. See, I, I, when we scored that goal, I thought, this is done. It's done. Because Burnley had done absolutely nothing. In the second half, had done nothing to challenge our goal, really. Like, to really kind of, you think, like, there might be an issue here. Like, against, I didn't... Against West... I, 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 I didn't think they, they did anything to really um, challenge us. But but there were, there were, um, there were moments. I mean, they had... Uh, they had a chance cleared off the line, um, and I think they, they had an offside goal. So and they had a couple of pot shots as well from out from outside the box. And you know, normally on one of those uh, on a you know a rainy Monday night up at Burning, it squirms off from Lloris and, and goes out to someone. So there, there were like half chances for them. And and in these type of games and against Burnley, you just know that they can put one of those in. So I was still a little bit. You know, watching it through gritted teeth, really. I, I didn't really enjoy it at all. Alex, do you do you uh, do you want Burnley to go down and disappear forever? No, I quite <laughs> like Burnley. Why? Do, I, uh, why do you like him? I, I just don't know. I like. I, I felt very different to that last night, which which is strange. Everything that Rick described, we've all been through a million times, right? And we've all we've all felt like that in games like that. But last night, first half was kind of well, all right. Well, let's see what Burnley are going to do. And and it was, they were extremely well drilled. They are ridiculously well coached. They had 10 men behind the ball constantly and their shape was perfect to, to the letter. Uh, and they didn't let us do anything that we've been doing over the last three, four weeks. But after an hour, uh, there was two, ch- both teams had a chance on the hour mark and, and the game suddenly looked that little bit more stretched and I got to tell you, I have never been more confident yes. that I'm going to win that game exactly, after an hour. Exactly, exactly I, felt exactly the same. Al. I had no, I wasn't nervous. I wasn't thinking, you know, they had more chances on target than us. They had more attempts than us in general. You know, they they'd obviously had one cleared off the line, but I, I just, it, it sounds weird, right? But I think I think I hate saying this because you'll get loads of stick, but. I think anyone that's played any decent level of football has, has played in those types of games before, like where someone is just sitting like that, 
that you just think it's, it's you know you're told you're coached that you just have to be patient you have to match them for effort and your quality will will happen that might be on the 70th minute that might be the 93rd minute and sometimes that's difficult to accept you know when Vinicius was about to come on and you know Bale was looked like he was he was getting ready as well and I thought well if this does go another five ten minutes then yeah he's gonna have to do that but it was literally on the hour mark both teams had a chance either side and I thought I thought we got them now they're not gonna be able to keep this up did it feel, uh, feel like a game where Bale should have come on because when when Lamella came on I had no issue with it at, at, yeah, at all no, no uh, that that's not the game for Bale for where he is right now it's no point there's no space there was no space whatsoever. So what you need in that in that position is something that Lamella is quite good at, which usually gets criticised for, is, is holding on to the ball and he gets criticised for kind of slowing attacks down when we look like we're about to kind of pounce. But that this wasn't a pouncing type of game. This was something that was going to require some type of little intricate pass that just unlocks that half yard of space <clears throat> as you come into the penalty area or just outside it for someone to do something, you know, of a, of a high quality um, and he, I thought he was great when he came on. I thought he was absolutely perfect for for where the game was at the time. I'm the first to to have a pop at Mourinho if I can, but I thought he played that beautifully last night. And that that is the type of Mourinho performance that when he came, I was like, well, that's the type of performance I don't mind against those teams. You know, the cliche on a Monday night away, horrible weather. You know, against a team that's doing that. That's that's what I expected from Mourinho and that's why initially towards the end of last season why I was so annoyed because I was like well this is the game where you do that and and it wasn't happening but no like I said I've never been more confident that that a win was coming I still went mental when that goal went in but more of an aggressive mental yeah I was like yes yes fucking oak furniture land with a badge that looks like my three-year-old could do it on paint on MSS DOS fuck off well, <laughs> Alex is on one, isn't he? Um, but I, 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 I love an angry little man, isn't he? Yeah, well, don't say little because that's <laughs> going to wind him up more. <laughs> <laughs> had to, do you know what? I had to put my age, uh, weight, and height in for my life insurance today. What, what height did you put? Five foot eight. So I, uh, I, I uh, are you a five, are you five foot eight? Look, yeah, like gen- uh, genuinely, uh, not like uh, not. Uh, you got to round up on these things. He was like, "What about your weight?" I was like, "168 pounds, mate, on the nose." He's like, "I don't know pounds. Yeah. Twelve stone." I said, like, "That's half a stone. That's a lie." Twelve, <laughs> twelve five. But I was like, "I'm just going five eight and 172. So I'll I, go one six eight. I had a phone a phone call with um, a life insurance the other uh, about three days ago, and um, it's not something I really want to do, but it's something I should do, right? Everyone should. Of course, of course, because it, it helps the people that you love when you go. And if you go early, then they're going to be set up. Because if I'm in, I'm in a situation right now is is if if just if I like blew my own brains out if we don't finish in the top four this season, um, <laughs> then um, uh, Mrs. would be in a bad situation. So I, I thought I'd just in case we don't finish in the top four, I'd, I'd bring up the life insurance. And they said, "Have you ever taken any um, illicit drugs in the last five years?" And I was like, what do, you, what do you mean illicit? Expecting him to say, I don't know, fucking Panadol or... <laughs> he came out and went, MDMA... I the list today. I saw the list that I got sent the hard copy of the questionnaire and the list of drugs that they ask if you've taken in the last five years. And I did think to myself, there's no way Flav gets this. MDMA and cocaine, he, he said. And I was like, well... I mean, I have. I mean, I don't take it. <laughs> Depends what you mean when you say MDMA and cocaine. <laughs> what do you mean by that? 
Um, and <laughs> what's happened is is um, because of the law and the way the law works, I'm now uninsurable if I tell the truth. <laughs> by, but but by a life insurance, given the fact that people are like absolutely drowning their liver in alcohol, um, I'm now unemployable. Uh, I'm not unemployable. Uninsurable um, because I happened to, to in the last. You know, four or five years have people around me that have uh, like like blown coke up my bum with I, when I when I was asleep. And that, you want, um, <laughs> do you want me to insure you? I'll insure you. Will you? What is that? Fifty four quid. Fifty four quid a month, and I'll make sure she gets, let's say, hundred grand. How does that work, though, mate? How, how does insurance work in that instance? Because fifty four quid a uh, month. No, no one talks about it for him. But I, I, I want to say this on record, right? Just in case, right? But I have a work thing. So if I die at work, there's a payout, and then obviously if I die, there's my life insurance payout as well. My, uh, who will soon to be ex-wife, but we're still very good friends. <laughs> but she'll probably get about one point eight million quid, right? If I go. So I just want to say that now that if I ever just disappear, what, go straight to her, go, everyone. Go, well, she I, I, I just sort of, I just sort of like give a sort of faint nod to your death and uh, a, a sort of a couple of claps to your missus and saying, "Well played." Like, <laughs> well, I just want it. Million, if anything happens, millionaire. Oh, we're not going to do it, Al. If anything happens, nothing's going to happen. You're just going to disappear <laughs> into the ether. Um, okay. <laughs> Uh, what I wanted to we had a question uh, Ricky it was, it was directed at you but I can't remember who sent it in I'm sorry because we, did, we didn't run, write a running order but um, someone sent uh, sent in a question about Lamella so Lamella was brought in ahead of Kane in this game given the fact that seven years ago we sold Bow and bought Lamella for 30 million pounds yeah where are you at right now as a man who has gone on the record on the Fighting Cop podcast saying, what does he do? I don't know what you said. You just don't like Lamella. Uh, no, well, it, it was we bought Lamella for the thinking that he was going to be what? a direct replacement Rick, for Bale. Sorry. No, no, no. You listen here, mate. All right. Right. <laughs> right you ask me the question, you get the fucking answer. All right. Apologies. Right. So he was supposed to be the direct replacement for, for Bale. He wasn't. No one said that, right. ever. Yeah, he did. They did. Check all the papers, mate. I've got them, <laughs> got them all. Cut them out. I've got a massive cutout book. I pretty stick the lot in. And I look at it just to say, yeah, Rick, you're all right. Well done, mate. Rick's, Rick's got one here. of those books with the grey pages, like the grey yeah. recycled paper pages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but, but for, for no other player other than Lamella. <laughs> <laughs> go on Ricky go on uh, they'll all be straight to Rick because his wall is just full of like <laughs> cuttings of Lamella like that partridge stalker yeah yeah but all the all the eyes have been cut out <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so he, he was brought in for that and I don't think he's ever lived up to that billing but then everyone kind of um, you know gathered around to support but he you know um I think there was when we when Potch was around and he sets the press and uh, he's a- aggressive and he gets his foot stuck. But we didn't buy him for any of those things. What, how do just you know? score goals and assist. For first of all, that's your basics. Just do those, and we'll, and then you you know we'll see about the rest. Right. But he didn't do any of those. He he did other things like you know like it's, it reminds me of myself 
procrastinating. I've got this big task to do. I don't do it. I do everything but that. Yeah. And the main thing doesn't get done. But as the years have gone by and he's been a long servant to, to the club and like, I cannot fault his effort, his energy, his spitefulness, everything about that. And I'm cool with Lamella. But yeah. for the original thing of what we bought him for, I do not think yeah, he has lived up to expectations yeah, on that, that front. That was seven years ago. And I appreciate where you were. And, and you, I also appreciate the fact that you're never going to let this go. I do. No, never. I do. But if if Lamella was in a pub and you saw him, would you give him a fist bump? Yeah, of course I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he, he wears the shirt, man. He wears the shirt. He wears the shirt better than anybody, I think. Yeah, he was he was great last night. Like go, that tackle as well was just wonderful. And then the fact that he just stole physio's water, <laughs> drank it, spat, didn't even swallow it. Don't want your water. I'm just gonna I've got a question. Go on, Rick. Spit it out. Go on, Rick. Uh, I've got a question. Um, Al, while you're in uh, this mood, can you um, tell us your feelings on Lamella's challenge yesterday and why everyone was saying it's, it's it could be a red card or should have been a red card? No, I, I have no idea. I've gen- like, I was listening to the commentary. I was watching it on an American feed, uh, as I'm sure all three of us actually were, actually. But, um, and and, and it, on there, it was like... Oh, every time you see that, it gets worse. No, it what? doesn't. It gets better every time. <laughs> uh, I, I don't understand what he's... So he's gone in, he's, he's blocked the ball, he's, he's gone in one-footed. All right, both feet are off the ground at some stage, but I it's mean... Not, what, on the what player, though. It's, it's not on the player, is it? It's, 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 just... it's not even that. I don't understand what they want players to do. Like, what I think they want them to do is to be like one of those kids' toy cars that you put it on the floor, pull it back, and then let go of it, and then it just like kind of grinds along the floor <laughs> so that they never leave the ground. I think that's what they want players to do now. It's just... I find it... Like it's not about like blood and guts and passion and all that. It's just about that is a that's a tackle. It's a fair tackle. He's not. I do, I just don't. It ups. It genuinely upsets. I text my dad. I was like, Dad, <laughs> that's that's all right, isn't it? Right? And he was like, Absolutely. Yeah, fine. I was like, People moaning. He's like, Oh, they haven't played the game. I was like, oh, I love you, Dad. Right. <laughs> yeah, your, your, your dad also threatened my life once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he he doesn't like your hair. Um, oh, you, 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 you're lucky you never saw you without Alice Band, Jesus. But do you know when Dyer <laughs> made that tackle against Ramos for England? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I've never, I've never been more proud. I mean, that is, I, I that's a goal to me. That's a thirty-yard screamer. <laughs> I fucking love it. No, we, like, <laughs> Ricky, what have you done? You, just, what you've done is wind him up and let him go. Yeah, no, it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. And also, I thought it was a, I thought it was, it was a good tackle, and. You know, particularly with with Bernie, they're a big physical team. I like Ashley Barnes. I understand why people get wound up by him, but you know, he's they're very much a team that you know focus on the things they can do, not the stuff they can't. And I like that. I and, I, I, and I, I like so, it. I like it, Alex. But I just want yeah. them to like. I want to like it when they're in the championship, not not playing Spurs. <laughs> we're, we're too good to be brought down to that level, and that's what happened last night. We were brought down to that shithole team not I not th- the place because i'm could, sure burnley's they, they a lovely burnley ain't probably ain't a lovely place is it but burnley's probably a pretty grim place i bet they're tier free i bet they're tier free um like i said in terms of being dragged down to their level that you know that's what <clears throat> that's what see that's why they survive every year because they're able to do that yeah, you know I and know, that's I know. 
that's a huge satisfaction in itself. And like people, you know, I saw a lot on Twitter last night about, oh, you know, Burnley fans can't be happy watching that stuff. You know, these are. Playing in League One and Championship for fifty years. There's only right? seventy thousand be- people in Burnley. There's literally nothing to do other than watch football. Like exactly. if they're losing, so all, all they do, all, all literally, all, all that happens in Burnley is is watch Burnley Football Club play. Think about Sean Dyche and look for stuff to eat off the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I like if I was if I was a Premier League footballer, I'd I'd definitely be a Burnley player. That's where I'd be. I think yeah, well, I'd no, be my. That's. I mean, we're, are you surprised by that? No, not at all, mate. Not not at can, all. can we um, can we talk about Hoybier because we have built an incredible squad. Uh, there was a question, another question that sent in, uh, asking whether or not this is the best squad that we've ever had at Tottenham or, or, or had it in recent memory, and I think it's a really legitimate question. But before we answer whether or not this is the best squad we've had in in, in recent years, in two decades maybe, um, can we answer the question of whether or not Hoybier is the best signing we've made this? Uh, I want to say summer, but you know, transfer period. Alex, if you answer, and then Ricky, you follow it. I'm um, I like him. I'm not sure about. I'm not massively like he's mustard like I don't I like him I think he's very consistent he won't you know you look at his Premier League record over the years has been has been wonderful in terms of you know being fit being there constant decent level of performance throughout and I think that's what we need I, you know I'm not I'm not saying that he's not a good signing I'm not sure about like he doesn't I don't think he's as good as I don't think he's as good as Wanyama in his peak I don't think he's as good as Maybe I was going to say Palacios in his peak. Then that's probably different. But I, he's kind of a mix between Wanyama and Scott Parker, and I'm not. I think he'll get better as, as time goes on. But he gave the ball away a lot last night, and other games against better opposition. I think we could have been punished more severely. I like him. I think he's going to be a great addition. He was a very necessary addition, but I'm you know he's. I think he's a solid seven, eight out of ten most weeks which is fine that's good go on Rick I think with the transfer uh, for the amount we got him and uh, swapping um, Carl Walker-Peters that was a, a great bit of business and three million pounds pretty, yeah <laughs> um, and um, he, his pedigree as well from uh, Bayern Munich and then at Southampton and he was the captain there, and his leadership skills. And I think, I think he's a bit different to uh, like uh, Wanyama and Palacios, as in like a, a kind of a, a more of a defensive-minded. I, I think he does a bit of everything. Maybe not as uh, as creative, but um, where he is, uh, his duties, where he's supposed to be zonally. Um, he he gets around the pitch and and he covers every every blade of grass of where he's supposed to be. Um, <clears throat> get get stuck in and he's also um, kind of like he he does try and get on the front foot and does try some uh, to to kind of open things up with some passes and looks to our wings and stuff like that. It's not like just he gets the ball and it's a short pass each and every time. Um, he can mix it up and I think he I mean against. United, he was he was insane, and uh, like I was saying yesterday, um, it, it was a it was a very different game. But um, 
I think what we'll see as the season goes on, he is just going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And we'll, yeah. we, we will look back and think, <clears throat> we have missed this type of player for God knows how long. Do you not think it's amazing um, that, that, that we, we signed him first? I think I think he's the first player we bought. We, we were touted to be trying to buy him uh, you know, in the uh, January transfer window. But we bought him knowing that this is the first part of the puzzle. And and brought brought him in, and he, I I think that the <coughs> pair of you are understating how valuable he he's become already to our team. Not just I'm not, I'm not saying he's not valuable. All, all I'm saying is 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 I think you know I, you got to remember he, he didn't play large amounts of um of last season as well. So he's gonna take time to get going and stuff. I just you know I I, I wasn't like I didn't come away from. I came away from United and last night thinking, yep, yeah, solid performance, decent, exactly what we needed, great. But I didn't come away thinking, good God, you know, what no, a... What but, a but, but what defensive yeah. midfielder... <laughs> good God. Good God right? The last time Alex said good God was when was in my, <laughs> my mum's front room, when my mum weren't there, but we were off, we were peeled off our nuts. And uh, <laughs> and, and uh, Case, most people won't know who Case is, but Case is... He's I, I I don't know what he is anymore. He's just uh, just a bloke who yeah. who runs the website, who sort of hangs around the peripheries of our social group. Who, whenever he decides to join in on our uh, social conversations, it's like everyone's eyebrows perk up. Um, <laughs> but he was in the front room doing weights, and his body is insane. Like I'm, if if I was gay, I don't think I'd go in for a massively muscly man. But case could turn me definitely anyway the last time i heard alex say good god uh was when when uh when case was that, do, doing some that things. video is great because we made case take his shirt off whilst lifting these like 1940s dumbbells that you added to the room. <laughs> <laughs> like rick rick look at that <laughs> good god uh, and then you just see the camera you just turn the camera to case and just focus like zoom in on his chest and just good god <laughs> just so you know, uh, Hoybier Hoy is um, he, he has the most uh, passes from a midfield player in, in, in the Premier League. And uh, I don't like that the stat nonce these days. It's weird. Yeah, but it's not. It's not weird. It's it's, it's helpful to. I'm not saying stats are the be all and end all of any conversation of the football. I'm just saying that I'm just saying that, that statistically he's worth 22 million pounds right now, and we bought him for 14 or three million. That's good. That's good, <laughs> anyway, yeah. anyway, but it, it, look, the, the reality is, is that if he isn't in our first team, then we're not as good as we have been, in my opinion. It remains, That's very true. It remains to be seen, doesn't it? But you, you got you got to admire what he's done, and it's not just what he can do on the pitch, and he can do very good stuff. His passing's wicked. He, he very, very rarely loses the ball. Very rarely. I think I've seen him lose the ball in this season twice. He, once last night. Three times last night. Well, no, he didn't because statistically I'm looking at it and it says twice in the season. So actually I'm not. I'm not at, see, this is the thing with stats. People can say whatever they want. I don't, I've just made that up. <laughs> no one, to no check. <laughs> um, but but he, he's great, right? He, he does his job and, he, and he, he's fantastic. And he, uh, and I just I guess what I want to ask, ask the question is, is um, if he drops out of the team, if he gets injured, are you more worried or do you think we can just cope with it with Winks and Sissoko, Rick? Uh, yeah, no. no. No, as soon as you were saying that, I just saw Winks and Sissoko. I was like, no, no. 
No, I don't. No, there was special mention for for Musa last night. I thought Musa was very good. He was good. He was very good. And and, and it seems to be that the that if Hoybier, uh, our, our best sort of midfield is Hoybier and Sissoko, seems that seems to be the way. Would you would you would you put Winks in there, Al? I I like Harry Winks as as a chap, but he, I think for what we're trying to do. And where we're going, he's not the man, unfortunately. Okay, which is a which is a big shame, but no, not for me. I mean, I'm not sentimental in this way. I'm like, if he's good enough, or he ain't. Like, I, I like. Yeah, it's, it's not sentimentality. It's more a question of that he's clearly got talent, and I think in the right games, and this comes with squad depth, you know. And if he's, you know, and, and he's definitely someone I'd want in the squad. And I think at the right games, at the right times, I think he's exactly what we needed. You know, for example, if we'd have gone one, if we'd have gone one nil up earlier, and it was a question of seeing out the last half hour, I, I probably would have put him on. Yeah, but as some to try to try and hold the ball and try and slow and and try and slow the game, slow the game down a bit um, as it started to get stretched. But yeah, I mean that's that's what comes with squad depth. But yeah, I mean if it came down to a, you know putting finding you know better backup midfielders then yes i would be quite happy to to pin him off yeah yeah i i think what you're saying there is 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 um is the fact that harry winks was once a staple part of our first team now he's in a situation where he has to fight for his squad and that's not a bad position to be in is it rick no not at all and um and also i think the way we play isn't doesn't naturally suit his game either so um, I, I think he's he's a good player to have around, good squad player. Um, he wouldn't get in my starting eleven currently, um, but yeah, I, 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 but I wouldn't. It like to to answer your original question, if Hoybier got injured and we were left with Winks and Sissoko, you'd be worried. Um, to cut- yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would be. I'd be really worried. Well, you, you talked about. Sorry, Spire, just quickly. You, you need. You, I mean, you talked about. Is this the best squad? You know that we've seen ever, or whatever it might be. You know, part part of that squad depth isn't necessarily about you know two people for every position because that's where they play. It's also about the type of squad that you got. He, he's a model professional. I think you, people on, sometimes I think you hear ex-pros talk about how much that needs to be valued in a, in a squad of people who are, you know, hard workers, head down, not causing trouble, just kind of get on with it, want to improve their game. If they're not in the team, then their first thought is to, okay, how do I get in the team rather than why am I not in the team? And if you have a squad like that of of mentalities like that, then that helps as well. And sometimes it's not necessarily all about what they can do on a football pitch. It's some maybe it's some a lot of the time of, of what they can do off it as well. Um, that that performance last night is that the mentality? It, oh, I loved it. it. I mean, is it is it the mentality yeah. you need in order to get over the line, or do you just look at the performance over ninety minutes and think that wasn't good enough? We're better than Burnley. We should have played them off the park. Or do you think? Sometimes games are becoming difficult in the Premier League and we need to win these ones when we're not playing well. I know it's a cliche, but did, like I came away from that game thinking it could have gone either way. Like Burnley could have scored. They had a couple of chances. Kane, we're going to come on to Kane, right? But the, there were situations where Burnley could have scored, but we walked away from it with three points where it was a really tough 90 minutes. And people look at the league table and Burnley have... Um, before last night, lost three, drawn one, 
in the bottom three as they, they tend to start the season to be. But we came away with it with a win. And, and that, if you're going to win the league, and I believe we can, that's the, these are the games you need to win, Al. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I, I was buzzing. I said on Twitter afterwards, you know, I, I genuinely buzz off of those types of performances and results just as much as I did the United one. Maybe even more because most of the time you talk about like having to win those games, you know, is that the mentality? Most of the time you judge those games on, on the game afterwards and like, and the West Ham game in particular, people saying how, how well we played in general and blew them off a park. And it was just individual moment at the end that ruined it, which is true, but it's also about how you then react in that next game. Yeah. And, and we did that. It would have been very easy at nil nil after an hour to start the panic. And I think that maybe is some of the, is well, I hope is, is the, is the tide of kind of change that we're seeing, you know, within this squad and the people that we've added to this squad thinking, well, no, you know, we don't need to panic. You know, I, 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 you listen to people like, particularly players that played for United during during late 90s and early 2000s when, you know, they were just so dominant and people like Roy Keane and Gary Neville and um, David May and people, like, I've heard those guys talk about it so much that it was just completely ingrained to them that, not to panic. There was no reason to be panicking after 60, 70 minutes if you're getting nil-nil against a Southampton at that time or a Ipswich or whoever it might be because, you know, this is the game of their life. You know, they're dragging and digging and clawing for anything they can possibly get. We'll get this at the end as long as we don't slack off and we keep and we keep making and we rely on our quality. And that's what happened. I just, I was just so impressed last night and and sometimes I felt guilty about sometimes not wanting to be impressed because I, I do have an issue with the manager. <laughs> but everybody, but everybody, everybody has like their agendas and it's fine. It's fine. Like everybody, like all football fans are guilty of that stuff. But it's fine to, uh, you know, to, to pick fault of what we did against Burnley. It's also fine to, to think, actually, that was a great result. So it, it, all of it's fine. As long as you don't turn into a, like a toxic bellend where you're, look, you're, you're trying to pick faults in everything. If, if you have your little like, moments of thinking, we should be better here, that's fine. That's, that's, that's healthy support. If you're just constantly um, you know, ripping the arse out of Arteta at, at Arsenal, for example, where Arsenal fans should be, should be burying that, that myth that they have. I'm going to go early. I'm going early. Right? They should be bucks. He's a myth. Anyway, let, let's let's focus on Spurs. <laughs> um, Alex, uh, sorry, Ricky. Ricky, yeah. Have you seen the uh, you seen the video of um, Son the celebration goal? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's cool, how it many is. times have you seen it? Uh, I've seen it a lot, actually. Seen it a lot. And uh, 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 what 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 do you think Hummin uh, Son says to Harry Kane as he runs towards him? He 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 says to him. Uh, was that you with the assist? Yeah, did you get the assist? Did you get the assist? What did Harry Kane do? He just nodded at him. Yes! To say, yes, yeah, yes and, I did. And the best bit about it was Hummin Son lifting his head to the gods and going, come on! Cause, <laughs> because they, they, know, they know the narratives, they know the storylines, they know what the fans are talking about, they know what the pundits are talking about, they know everything. And if they can work together and just continue to build this narrative, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing, isn't it, Rick? Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, the thing is as well, they're, um, I haven't got the stats and all the names to hand, 
Um, but it's the, you know, that when they're being um, compared against Henri and Perez and Lampard and, and, and Drogba and other people, and they are chasing down uh, their duo kind of assists and goals, and they're getting closer. They're beat, they've beaten a couple of people already, and, they, and they've only got like... Um, I think it's like ten more to go to get the top one, which is Lamp- Lampard and Drogba. I don't think it's even that. I think it's only three. Is that I think it's only three more in a season. Yeah. Oh, is it really in a season or, or just ever? Ever? Yeah, in a season. Yeah, no, in a season. But like that, that's talking over over a season. These players in there. I think it's ten, something like that, with Drogba and Lampard. And I think we're on. I might be proved wrong. hundred percent. hundred percent going to happen. 100%. That we're on, they're on seven now after six games. I mean, it's ridiculous. Can I just, Rick, before you carry on, can I give you this yeah. stat here? Um, yeah, there's a Premier League goals this season Manchester United, nine, Hummin Song, eight, Arsenal, eight, Crystal Palace, eight, City, eight, United, uh, Newcastle United, eight, West Brom, six, Wolves, six, Fulham, five, Burnley, three, Sheffield United, three. 45% of Premier League teams have failed to outscore Son this season. That's nearly half. Of, of, that's incredible. Of outscored Son, and that's not including Kane. If you include assists and goals, both of those players, I, I think we're actually witnessing something that probably we'll never see again, Al. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's they have a... They have a connection, and 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 part of what you saw in the documentary. But I remember one thing that Steve Hitchin said was that he was playing as a huge positive was the, how much more settled this squad is compared to almost anyone else in the league, and that you know that was something that they wanted to to try and do. Now that might just be PR, the fact that we didn't sign anyone for two years, or it might have been a direct thing that they wanted to do to try and keep a squad together so that it matured at the same time. Uh, and I think you're seeing the the fruits of that afterwards. You know, a huge part of of the way they work together, it is down to Pochettino uh, and it's been carried on and it's been developed and it's been worked on and, it, and it's improved even more. Uh, and like I said, if, if my figures are right, which I think they are, you know, they'll, they'll end the season probably as assisting each other more than anyone else, any other two have done in a season. And like you said, probably more than any other two players will ever will again for a very, very long time. Do you see Jose credit? Uh, yeah. yeah. What do you make? I wanted to talk about that. What, what did you make of it? Was it was it a credit? But also at the end, Jose Mourinho went, "Yeah, but Kane really isn't playing as a nine anymore." Like it, it was like a little nod saying, "Pochettino, it'd be a nice thing for me to mention Poch, but the reality is, is I know what Harry Kane is capable of, and number nine is we're wasting these talents." <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, I mean, it was a nice thing he, he did. It was a nice thing he did, he, but it also felt like a humble break. Yeah, of course mm-hmm. it is. It's, it's it's Mourinho, so it is going to be a humble brag, and there is going to be yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll credit that guy, you know, uh, throw him a bone, but um, but also like you know, uh, I've been doing bits. You know that this is it. Uh, mm. uh, w- one thing as well, like uh, the one of the commentators said that uh, Kane plays like a like a false nine, and um, sometimes. He comes so so deep, and I was just cracking up. I'm such a fucking kid, such a kid. When nah. like commentators say stuff like that, no, I don't think you're a kid. I think you're a you're a scholar. <laughs> Mate, that, that, that's that's the humour we're all seeking for, isn't it? No, no we're not. We're not all all fucking Stuart Lee. 
<laughs> uh, I've got a question from uh, Saxy Ken in Sydney. Oh, hello. Uh, he's got his own podcast over in the States. He says... Uh, do you know what? I, I know the name, actually. Yeah, I do know the name. Uh, Harry is our best offensive player and possibly West Ham block and the Burnley header off the line, our most instinct- uh, instinctive defender. So, obviously, there was that incredible block against West Ham when we thought we were going to win. Um, well, I think we might even be free nil up at that stage. But for that, that header off the line was incredible when it was... Just felt like... Yeah, I mean... Like what? 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 Do, what do you put that down to? Is it? Is it just his his willingness to just win? Is it a drive, or was it just he was in the right place at the right time? Now? No, it's just instinct. It's it's football instinct and just IQ. It's just something. I, I bet he, I bet he didn't even think about it. It's just something that once the ball, if if you're defending a front, if you're defending near to the front post, as soon as the ball goes over your head, you turn yourself back and and take steps back. If you're a fullback marking a near post that then becomes a far post, if the ball goes over your head, then you naturally the best fullbacks and the ones either properly coached or just have that instinctive IQ drop and 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 take a couple of steps to to defend what is now the back post. Same as fullbacks covering centre halves when the ball's when the ball goes either inside or or over their over their head, you, you come in and you cover your centre half. That's what the best players do, regardless of what the fullback says. You just have a natural football IQ. I, I bet he barely even thought about it. You know, it's just something that you do because you people that good know know the sport. Oh, do you think um do you think Harry Kane will go down as the best player we've ever had? Regardless of, regardless of whether or not we he he, um, he beats uh, Greaves' record, which I'm sure he will. Uh, probably, yeah. I mean, you, you'll get the the differences will be was that he has he has these ridiculously natural talents, which some yeah within Spurs fans I think will, but I think more generally, I think he probably will if he ends up staying for the most of his career or all of it, because you're st- you're starting. I think other fans and other yeah, other fans of other clubs and other people within the game are starting to see some of the stuff that we already knew. We knew his passing ability was was ridiculous, you know, and we've seen it from from uh, bits and pieces at times like that. But you know, now now it's being made almost mainstream, isn't it? This fact that he's dropping deep and being able to make passes like this and 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 what have you, you know, he might not have the the raw sexiness talent of you know someone like Glenn Hoddle. Happy birthday today, Glenn Hoddle, by the way. Uh, but and, and like Bale with explosives, there's different elements for you to enjoy. But I think there's something for everyone there with Harry Kane. I, I don't see how he won't go down as the best ever. That's amazing. Isn't it? We're, we're getting to witness it as well. Oh, it's amazing, yeah. Um, Rick, uh, it was uh, a question we mentioned earlier, but Mark De Silvery says, have we have ever had a better squad in our club's history than right now? When I say club's history, we can't, we really can't talk about 60s, 70s. I don't think you can't compare it because none of us. Were no, alive. it's difficult. Very difficult. You'd have to be. Yeah. You have to be seeing it week in, week out. Right now, we get to see our team week in, week out. So I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase it for Mark um, and, and say: Is this the best squad that you, either of you, have, have witnessed in your living memory? And Rick, you've been, your what are you thirty seven. Yes, very good. And Alex, you're 49. Get to... <laughs> How old are you, Alex? How old are you? 33. 33. All right, so in your living memory, is this the best squad? Like, just Perhaps in potential or just what you think in terms of the quality of the personnel that make up our 24, 25-man squad. Is, is this the best we've ever had? 
in your in in, in your living memory? I would. Neil, pro- I'll go now. No, no, you go. Go on. Um, I, it, it's difficult because it's early doors. Um, and I, I say we've got a great squad, but I also remember back in the day under uh, Redknapp and uh, listing all the players then that we had at our disposal. And I was thinking back then we had we had a great team back then as well. Um, but at this moment in time, I would probably. Oh, it's, t- it's tough, man, actually. I probably... Uh, now I'm trying to go back to uh, Potch's squad, his early squad. I'd probably say this is... This is, this is yeah, it's, it's up there. It's definitely up there, one of the strongest, easily. And, and the thing is, as well, it's only going to get better, so it will eventually be the best, I think. Cool now. Yeah, I agree to an extent. I think, uh, I think it's... It, you can't make that decision just yet. I think it's got to be, you know, as much as people said about, you know, Pochettino not, you know, not accomplishing anything, you know, that 2016 season of winning every game at home and, and, and coming that close, you know, to league titles. I think that shows you that of how good that squad is. If this squad does similar, then I think, yeah, okay, that's fine. I think on, and again, what Rick said about Redknapp was, was spot on. I think on technical ability, I think this probably is the best squad on technical ability. I think of effectiveness of Redknapp when you had people like, you know, Crouch and Lennon and that type of stuff, you know, there was a lot of, it worked, it worked very well with, with the players that were in that squad. They complemented each other very well. That doesn't necessarily make you the, the, the best squad technically, which I think this, this squad probably is, um, whether it's effective enough uh, remains to be seen. And, and we'll find that out over the next, over the next six months or so. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's no argument that, you know, if 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 we have the season that I think it looks like we're probably going to have, um, I think Rick's right. I think it'll probably end up being judged as that by the end of the season, hopefully. I think um, you've got to remember, it, like 61, if you're going to go back that far, it is this is a team that was bought the league in, in the same way that Man City bought the league. Um, we spent huge amounts of money in 61 to form the team that we still talk about to this day. You know, it's what is it? Sixty years ago, that, that that team won the double, and and the reality is that we spent a lot of money to assemble that squad. Um, this feels like it could be comparable, not perhaps to the '61 squad, but comparable to the ideology of Tottenham Hotspur. Not with Jose Mourinho in charge. It's it's, it's beyond Jose, Jose Mourinho, and I'm sure he'd hate. To hear that if he's if he's listening to this and i'm sure he is um <laughs> that he probably doesn't want to, to to acknowledge the fact that we we're potentially on the cusp of something great and that he would play a massive part of it but I, I feel like this is i've never been this excited about a spurs side and that includes the 2016 2015-2016 Pochettino side. Uh, I, it's, I have I've noticed a change in you since Mourinho came. Uh, I have noticed a change in how much more, not necessarily much more excited, but your your belief level is definitely more determined, and you are far angrier after games when they don't go our way. Yeah, so I'm all in. I'm all in now, and 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 I I I'm worried about it because I I developed a uh, a kind of 
a philosophical approach to Tottenham many years ago, where if shit goes wrong, as it always does with Spurs, then I can deal with it. I can just think. I think even when me and Rick went to the Bayern Munich Spurs game when they beat us 7-2, I walked away from that with Rick much more happier than I would have done if I was on my own. Um, But I had this philosophy instilled into me by my old man that there's always the next game. Um, My issue now is that... (laughs) It's funny because um, the, uh, the what I had instilled into me is when uh, from my dad is when Tottenham lost, uh, the world is fucked. So that's it, <laughs> and, and, and then it's so funny like the parallels of fast forward fifteen years and me and you are in the hope in Crouchen, Tottenham lose, I'm inconsolable, and you're Mister Pragmatist sitting next to me saying, Ah, don't worry, Rick, we'll fucking have them next time. Blah blah blah. Don't get another pint. Rick, do you, do you, do you, when when you say that, do you, do you have a specific game that you think of? Because I, I I do. Oh, um, I've got. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, us losing on penalties. PSV. Penalties. PSV. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I do. I do. I, look, and this is what it's about, isn't it? It's about fans, sort of rallying around each other like sometimes you're going to be all in sometimes you're not going to be all in but it's about understanding each other's perspectives and I'm guilty of not being able to do that I really yeah, I was going to say these last few weeks <laughs> I've been after West Ham and stuff <laughs> I was I was terrified of our WhatsApp group I'm sorry I'm really sorry about that I, I don't <laughs> I don't mean to be it's just I mean in that instance when West Ham equalised from that goal that should never have fucking that was like in the way that Joshua described Andy Ruiz, Ruiz's punch as a, a punch from the gods, it felt like a goal from the gods. And I, I, I took that really badly. And I don't... I, I, I'm, I'm guilty of it as well. It's really hard. It's really hard, it's really hard to... It's weird, though, because you talk about the philosophy, is that, is that I was very much similar. You know, go, When I first came to London and was going to Spurs on my own and stuff, and it, Spurs was 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 every... It, it, it did kind of dictate my life. It's why it's a huge part of why I ended up moving to London. It was basically the only thing I did in London before I kind of knew anyone. And then I kind of met you guys, and my philosophy changed. Like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Does it? It's just about going to football with your boys. I love it now. That's all that matters. Uh, and then as since, obviously, the lockdown stuff, and you haven't got that... Yeah. It, I, I've had to work really hard to make sure that it doesn't bother me quite as much. It's been made easier because obviously I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the, of the manager, but I, I'd have been like after West Ham, I was, I was, I was all right. I wasn't, I wasn't too bad. I was relatively philosophical, but I think if we'd have lost that game last night, I think I would have been bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would so have. it's weird. It's weird how things, how things change and, and look, it's different for you. This is your, this is your job. Now. This is this, it really is your life. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah. So, when Spurs lose, I lose <laughs> in like <laughs> on an, on another level. But but I um for some reason whatever's happened over I I don't think it's for some reason. The fact is we've been active in the transfer market. We've got what I consider to be the best squad in in decades. With a manager who doesn't just doesn't lose. Doesn't matter where he's gone in the past, he doesn't lose. Whether you like him or not, he doesn't lose. I just, Do you think there's no more excuses? I just I, I feel like if this isn't if this isn't the time with the fact we've got Bao Son and uh, Harry Kane and Lucas Moura and, and Lamella who we talked about who played so well with Hoybier playing so well in midfield 
and Don Blay, we haven't even mentioned on this podcast, was incredible again. Lacelso, it is a quality footballer. You know, it just it just feels like this might be the time to go all in, and that's why I'm going all in. <laughs> and, uh, and the problem is, Al and, and and Rick, you know this. We all know this. Is when you go all in, the 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 the, the feeling of defeat is so much worse, and that's why when. When West Ham equalised, that I, I responded so badly. I, I, I don't mean it. I really don't mean. It. I don't mean to be an arsehole. I really don't. I don't. But I just I'm in that instance hurting because I have and I am right now all in on what's going on at Spurs. And if 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 I'm right, if I'm right, and there's a big if, and we get some semblance semblance of uh, of of. Um, of, of of glory and I've gone all in then won't that be a great feeling absolutely but, but can I just ask if we don't go all in well just forgive me for everything I've said uh, I'll say go all in yeah and double, uh, go all in double down and when the highs are high enjoy it surf it and when the lows are low just you know, just hit out at Alex in the WhatsApp group. We'll, we'll all be be all right. That's fine because if if it does go all tits up, you, you think I'm bad for I told you so now. Oh, I'll be <laughs> um, Bardi, I, I'm going to go camp outside Bardi's house uh, because his his main hobby is is trying to get me to bite about Mourinho. But now. You know, things are going well, so I can't complain. So there's nothing to argue about. But if it goes tits up, I'll be outside his house with flares and as much but uh, what, what racist I, propaganda what, as I can find. What I will, will admit to doing is going flip-flop. I've flip-flopped all over the place. I've been Mourinho out, been Mourinho in. Um, but isn't it like better to just, just follow the, the flow of positivity? That's what, that's Absolutely. What that's what I'm trying to do. Um Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess that, that might be a great way to, to end the podcast. Um, we have uh, just beaten Burnley. I, I think there have been many teams, despite their league position, that won't go to Turf Moor and, and, uh, and win. Uh, they certainly won't find it easy. And Spurs didn't find it easy. But if we hadn't had that handball, if the rules were different and we hadn't had that handball against Eric Dyer, we would have beaten Newcastle. And if... We had played uh, West Ham ninety nine times out of a hundred. They would never have brought brought that, that those three goals back, and certainly not scored the goal that they did score. And like all power to to them. That's what football's about. Well, this is the difference. This this is where we'll see the difference now of everything that you're talking about about being all in and everything else. The difference will be is whether you can whether Spurs teams of the past wouldn't have learnt from that. And it would probably happen again at some point in the last 10 games of the season. Oh. The, the the litmus test for this squad now is, are you going to allow that to happen again? And yeah. if, if manager that, that, that people still say that he is, and, and, and it looks like he's proven that he still is, hopefully, then then that will not happen. And so uh, uh, that's where you get it being all in. One of the greatest things about Pochettino's reign is that for the vast majority of it, he did respond to bad results really well and um, you know the response to conceding three goals to West Ham and it seems like a quite solid West Ham side this year but you know he he responded by a clean sheet 
at Burnley. But you know, I I just feel like I feel like something might be happening. That's all. I just feel like yeah, something you know, might you're happen. right. You'll see, Burnley will finish tenth, eleventh, twelfth, where they have no right to finish. You know, they've still got players to come back, Jack Cork and the like. They'll be they'll be fine. There'll be plenty of teams that drop that don't win that game that we won last night. And hopefully that'll be the test of where we end up and where they end up. I also wanted to say as well that um, a lot of the teams that uh, were either above us or, or near us or the, the so-called top six, a lot of them uh, lost or drew. And normally when it's you know us to go last on the Monday night um, and we have a chance to capitalise and make ground up and progress that sometimes we fall over and we draw or whatever it is. But then going to Burnley and, um, you know, holding out and getting those three points, no matter how the game panned out and how ugly it was and and stuff, is is a real testament. I and, mean, you know, we could go during the season and it will happen again and we'll fall over and whatever. But at the moment, it's a, a, a real great... I mean, not only the result, it's the, that kind of mentality of even the, the teams around us didn't perform and it, it was our chance to, to really grab those three points and, and we did it and come away with them. So it's fucking great. That's a, and that's, that's a great point because that was the main disappointment. As much as I was kind of all right after the West Ham game because I was a bit like, well, you know, again, it's it's one time out of 100 million times that that happens. But also because of obviously the other results that had happened that day, it's a question of, you know, and what Mourinho's talked about, about being able to handle that pressure. And maybe, and maybe, maybe he is the last piece of the jigsaw of being able to say, well, you can have as much talent and technical abilities as you like, but you've got to be able to be given the tools or being coached how to manage these moments of going last on a weekend when Chelsea have lost or drawn, United have drawn and Arsenal have lost and the rest of it. What are you going to do? It's down to you now. The rest of the Premier League is watching you tonight. Go and do your job. And they did it. And I, yeah! I was- Love it, Alex. Um, honestly, on, on a real, like, not, no, no mucking about at all. If your dad ever wants it, I'll fucking smash his granny in. Of course you will, mate. <laughs> Don't forget your Alice band, all right? Network. Sports Social Podcast 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 Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? 
Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.